welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Talk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Horror went out for the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Donlin. We got our first glimpse of a 90-minute non-premiere episode and the characters were charactering, but we learned that selling yourself is a big part of the game. Better to sell yourself short than to sell yourself as the puzzle master you'll be pitching yourself on Twitter as a future burden twist where you come in and continue your legacy of puzzle flopping. It's time to talk all things Survivor 45, Pelican Pete's private island, and joining me is someone who may or may not love toes. We will find out soon. It's another legend, baby Connor. <laughs> How are you? Hey, I'm great. How about you? I'm good. Um, friends, here's what here's the thing. Uh, we watched the show together this week uh, at the R Half Live event, um, where Brandon was eliminated. Um, you had no idea. It was all fake. No. no clue. I mean, I figured based on you know how last week went that this tribe is a disaster, which we'll get into obviously. So, oh yes. Was pretty nervous, but no, I was I was pretty shocked. Now, for those who may not know, you know Brandon. Tell us the connection. Yeah, so I've known Brandon for about five years through the ATF podcast, the same way I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've hung out a good amount of times, um, and then found out back in uh, back in like May, whenever the Redmond cast leak was that he was on. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, obviously he's talked about on the show. He's been wanting to get on since he was 11. So, um, it was great to find. inspire you to want to get out there? (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'd have a similar fate, at least in the challenges. So Mm -hmm. I still, I still want to get on, but I'm definitely, you know, humbled watching him. (laughs) That's fair. That's (laughs) not how I I was <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of the challenges and everything. But again, we got to go to this event. We got to meet some of the players, past, present. Maybe you would do very well because you would be like one of the tallest people out there. Yeah, I could be the Drew. You really could be Drew because Drew to me, like on TV, looks like he's six five. He's probably just your height. Yeah, I think he's slightly taller. I'm I'm six three, but okay, okay. Yeah, I could be um, I could be the Drew of of Survivor forty seven. Because I remember last season, like watch looking at Tika, I was like, oh my god, Bruce is so big. I am the same height as Bruce. Yeah, Drew looked. I mean, sorry, Bruce looked tiny. He is <laughs> so class. tiny. 
Um, well, we will share any tidbits we had from our fun events. Um, initial thoughts. How do you feel about Survivor 45? I am liking it. Um, you know, obviously was really excited about Brandon and he's out now, but I feel like now I can actually enjoy the characters and not have to be anxious about how he's doing. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a great cast. Um, the 90 minute episodes, I enjoy, I mean, obviously the first one was a premiere, which is how they usually are. Uh, but I thought for a second episode, this was a really good one. They got a lot of good, you know, fun character moments in. Yeah. You actually got to see, I believe I saw on Twitter that every person on the cast got at least one confessional. So that's, we love to see that because we don't like to see invisible people. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it so far. Um, I hope that the Lulu tribe, you know, isn't just losing every challenge because, you know, as fun as it would be to see them like, you know, Matt Singh, I would like to see, you know, I would like to see everyone on that tribe left. I think I want them to come out of it. Yeah. So I don't want to lose any more of them. And I think that's part of the 90 minute episode is that we have time to like these characters. Yeah. So we're feeling like, wait, no, I don't want to lose them yet, which sucks for certain other players and other tribes who probably will have a long yeah. longevity. We just haven't had time with them yet. Right. Like when, when Lulu went to tribal, I was like, I don't want to lose Brendan or Emily. Yeah. But here we are. All right. Well, let's start with something we haven't had in some time. The previous on Survivor. Did you miss it? Did you ever forget it was there? <laughs> I I kind of missed it, you know. Not that I, like, forget what happens on the, on the previous right. episode. But, you know, it's it's nice to see. And um, they got to make the most of the 90-minute episode, you know. Right. And it, it's very much, like, a very it's reality TV staple. Like, it's always, you always have a previously on. Right. Even if you're a super fan and watch it every week, you always want to just be reminded. And for those who lost the edit... Too. Whatever they put in the previous on has importance to the episode coming up. Yeah, exactly. And also, this is just a me thing. If I'm ever running late to watching the episode, if it's, you know, if I get, (laughs) if I turn on in the middle of the previous on, I'm not missing anything important. Exactly. Versus the previous seasons, that that was happening a bit. (laughs) That's cheap. Well, the Lulu Losers are back at camp. And yeah, frickin' Hannah, they're still processing. What would you do if you were in their position? How would you handle yourself back at camp knowing potentially this one quit could effectively tank your entire game? Yeah, they they seem to take it pretty well, considering. I mean, I I feel like in their shoes, maybe it's a good thing just because if Hannah was going to quit, might as well quit before you know they have to lose yeah. potential other i guess emily would have been the vote if if hannah right. hadn't quit and you know maybe she's gonna be a little more helpful in the challenges i don't know but um yeah they, they took it pretty well i mean i would i would definitely be a little peeved um because I, I feel like hannah could have been a good good challenge performer and, and trustworthy right. um over emily and brandon you know for different reasons so yeah they, they took it surprisingly well i thought now, Sean will be politically correct and clearly watches Drag Race um, and says he has a ton of respect for Hannah and her decision. Mental health is important, even on reality TV. Yeah. To respect it. Sean yeah. understands why Hannah would leave it. She says that he's a Lululemon. Um, come on, corporate plug. And that's literally what I was calling them last week. Yeah. No, I was I was waiting for the Lululemon <laughs> drop on there. I hope they're getting royalties. I really hope so. They are going through the ringers. They have no machete, flint, pot, uh, not like the weed, the thing you cook in. Though, here, I'm going to piss something. We live in a time where marijuana is, like, fine and not a bad thing anymore. Could that be a future reward? Like, give me one night stoned on the beaches of Fiji. It might be an awakening. 
That would be good TV, I think. Jeffrey, if you're listening, I don't know know what the legality in Fiji is, but (laughs) right, I I know Jeff and the cast and crew. They probably smoke after hours. Share it with the players. Think of the content you would get. Like, give them a terrible movie to watch and promote it and pair it with popcorn. That's the entertainment we deserve. Yeah. Imagine if they'd get the South Pacific cast weed when they watched what was it, Jack and Jill? <laughs> yeah, they needed it. I think you that's the only way you can actually watch it and not right. Uh, Sophie would have laughing. <laughs> exactly. Now let's um talk about the multiple part reawakening for Emily. She says she's realized that coming out of her mouth, uh, it sounds like she attacked them. It wasn't her intention. She says it's been hard for her to make inroads with people. Now, Zabaya will come in and tell her that it doesn't give her the right to point guns at them as she was kind of offended being raked over the coals for having a secret alliance. Now, the redemption in this moment, I thought it was over before it began with the massive eye roll that Emily gave. But to be fair, it's the dark, so Zabaya probably didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was an interesting conversation. Um, I mean, good to see Emily actually, like, trying to fix things. Um, she did use the term gaslighting, which I was like, side out mm-hmm. like that's not that's not gaslighting girl mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally called them out for having a strong alliance like yeah just own that um but you know as we'll see she actually is making a good effort to yeah. reintegrate herself so i'm good on her for that again emily will tell her that she feels like she's been gaslit as they're coming for her but sabai says she sees her in a way so it makes it hard to get to know them as she is adamant about being someone who is not liked Emily knows her game has blown up. Her thought process was to point out how Sabaya, Caleb, and Sean have gotten really close. Now, to be fair, she barely spoke of Sean in the edit that we saw, but clearly she was manifesting something. Yeah, it's yeah. They we didn't see that in episode one, but she apparently was saying Sean was the number three. Right. Um, so kind of a, kind of a bold move to just point out the <laughs> what's going to be the majority on this tribe. Um, but yeah, we we barely saw Sean. I mean, this episode we saw Sean being a part of the the trio. Yes. Now Emily didn't expect somebody to react and take it personally. I mean, it's all fair in Love and Survivor, but it was pretty targeted. Uh, yeah. Um. So I kind of see where somebody was coming from. So I don't really sympathize in this moment with Emily. Right. But Emily at the camp will ask if there's anything in particular that she can apologize to make them feel better. And my friend, usually when you have to ask, it means you don't know. And if you don't know, then you don't feel guilt for the actions you took. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's very interesting with Emily. She has like some self-awareness, seems like, but she just doesn't use it. Like, right. she'll acknowledge that she's being a little too much, but then she'll still continue to be too much. Um, so so I will flat out just tell her that she can't help how she feels, just like Emily can't help how she says things, which is not true. She can help how she says things. She's yeah. She's aware of how it comes out. Emily will keep drilling that it is do or die for her, and she needed to better her place in the game and excuse her for doing so. Well, excuse the buyer for walking out because she had had it. I would have walked away too. Like, mm-hmm. conversation over. There's nothing to change in this moment. Yeah. Um. Although, like, I think it was, like, a bit of a... Because usually you see these post-tribal conversations, they get very heated. Like, not this mm-hmm. one didn't get too, too heated. And um, I, but, I'm curious to know how much time they're like, okay, you have to speak for an hour before you're allowed to go to bed. Right. <laughs> Let it all... Because I'd be like, I'm going to bed. I'm, we're done for the day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sabaya doesn't feel Emily is aware of how she comes across. She says she's blaming them and not to try to change her behavior. Cut to Emily asking the remaining group if Sabaya wants to be alone. 
girl, she left the chat. Of course she wants to be left alone. Yeah. Words matter. Tax is a thing. <laughs> um, Twinks, if you, you hear that, be nice to me when you reject me. Words do matter. It hurts me when you say no. <laughs> so Maya doesn't know she can work with Emily. Could you? Work with Emily? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. But I think she could be, you know, a relationship, which we'll see, worth nurturing. Yeah. Um, because she because she's so, you know, has no one and is kind of on an island. No pun Literally. Zavaya's <laughs> take right now is that Emily doesn't mesh well with the group. And when Emily says that she didn't know that Zavaya was so sensitive, um, read the room. Speaking of reading the room, ancient voices are back. Our credit sequence is here. Did you miss it? Any favorites from the cast? I'm just going to point out Katara, poor girl with the mud, and Brandon being forced to see himself try to climb up a ladder for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. They did him dirty with the with the ladder. Um, but yeah, I, I was really glad to see it back. Um, you know, I don't know how, how many seasons it's been gone for, but I was always like, okay, they could, they could fit it in for one minute. Um, but yeah, with the 90 minute episodes, like they had to, if they hadn't brought it back, I would have been pissed. Um, I had, who did I note? Oh, I liked Sean's intro. Mm -hmm. uh, seafood chopping the coconut. D that had the jumping off the, yeah. hitting the club. That was good. Um, and a lot of mud, as you mentioned. <laughs> a lot of mud shots. No, it's a new day in the workroom. Sorry, wrong show. It's a new day on Pelican Pete's private island, and our friend Sifu is getting his Tai Chi on as the sun rises. Um, what activity would you partake in at the ash crack of dawn? Sleeping. <laughs> Same. Same. I would not be up doing any sort of, I mean, you know, maybe some yoga. I, I wouldn't be the one leading the yoga, but. No, yeah, exactly. Do not lead the yoga. Not on this show. That does not go over well. Actually, yeah. that's not true. In recent years, yoga leading has actually been okay. Mm -hmm. Danny is great at I would still have someone else still someone, <laughs> I do not know it that well but Sifu says everything is going well for Riva despite her being a single mom who works two jobs anyway <laughs> they are a winning tribe and Sifu is feeling like a kid in a candy shop he wants to have fun for his soul his mind his physical speaking of physical he's going to show us something really weird he will tell Austin that he can um, hit things really hard with his left hand and he can't really feel it. And he will proceed to do so as he tells us that he used to punch trees as a kid for practice. Now Austin will tell him that he is straight out of an anime, so now Sifu will chop down a branch and then get hit back in the face with it. Honestly, great editing. Yeah, that montage was great. <laughs> I was enjoying um, it. I, I got to chat with Sifu a little bit and I did ask him how his hand is. It was great! Uh, yeah. Then we took a photo and he's crazy and I love it. Yeah, Sifu was the one Survivor 45 person I took a photo with. I don't know why. <laughs> I, and I, he was just like, ah. I was like, fuck, yeah. okay, let's go. Ah, too. He had a great outfit, too. Like, the leopard. leopard. He, yeah, he, his fashion game is on point. Yeah. Now, the, fashion, the fashion game and the punching game. Yes. <laughs> we will learn of other secret talents from this tribe shortly. But, um, Connor, my love, <laughs> uh, what secret talents would you like to reveal in this podcast really right now? So, what secret what? What secret talents do you have? Ooh. Good question. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you have so many on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sing a, sing a bit. All right, okay. Listen, you're in my music league. I'm going to force you now to sing your karaoke tracks. Yeah, we got to do karaoke sometime. Yes, definitely got to make that happen. All right, Jay Maya or Jay, which one are we calling her? I still don't know. Like, I haven't heard people address her on the show. 
So I don't know. I think Jay Jeff Maya. has said Jay. The Chiron uh, has said Jay Maya. So we'll go with both. Yeah, go with both. I mean, Jay's yeah, obviously easier. She says she knows they have a really good thing going, but at some point they're going to lose an immunity challenge. Now, statistically speaking, that is in fact correct. She wants an advantage so desperately, or so she believes, the words on the tribe flag are coded, so she is going to analyze. We will watch her stare down this pattern as the editors make her a beautiful mind. She's trying to reverse engineer the cipher as she tells us that visual puzzles are her specialty. Now note to future players, beware. Beware of what you say, because if you fail at it, the editors will remind you. Not so, you. <laughs> Jay, girl, if you fail at it, this is going to be playing on repeat. Yep. Um, I mean, so far it's it's lived up to it. Um, I can't remember if she was the one who did the puzzle in episode one, but yeah, this is a great montage. What did you think of that? The symbols floating around her head, like I thought that was a really cool editing effect. Yeah, yeah. The editors, I love when they do stuff like that. Um, obviously, high meme potential. Um, <laughs> exactly. All over Twitter. Um, it's the new women doing math meme. <laughs> there it is. And, um, yeah, cool, cool, cool editing moment that they did right there. So now this really tall dude by the name of Drew, who you may know goes to an Ivy League school, will join her to figure out what the cipher could be. Is it a pattern to decode? Well, as these two are two are doing what they're doing, we will hear from Austin, who reminds us that they're all super fans and they are very perceptive. Meanwhile, Austin is the one who has the message to actually decode the flag. Now he's gonna be by himself. Why he's by himself at this moment, I could not tell you, but it was too coincidental. So he's gonna to run to the flag to see if he can match it. He will slide the parchment on the bottom part of the flag and he will figure out thanks to the spacing that the phrase is dig at the fallen palm tree X. Now last week I knew, I, I think everybody saw the dig. We all knew dig was there. Did uh -huh. you know prior to this moment any of the other words? No, I'm <laughs> not that perceptive. I mean, I think, I was on the island maybe i would have but right because what else are you fucking gonna do right it's yeah it's all you have time to do uh but yeah i was i mean yeah it, once once you connect the dots and realize that the sign was you're supposed to hold it up made sense he has no vote so he's gonna go find to see if x does in fact want the spot now in this new 90 minute era of survivor we're going to be witness to things that we never thought we'd be witness to oh. Certainly, a previous challenge has given us free fit, feet picks, but never have we given the foot fetishists an entire story to feed their fantasies. Welcome to the dark web of feet, Dee. I wish you the best as you navigate it. Dee will tell the tribe <laughs> that she was made fun of for the fact that her big toe is way longer than her little toes and how it looks worse in socks. She will give a toe demo in her confessional and we are going to see it. And they all laugh through it, but she tells them that she has impeccable balance, and then Dee will pinch Sifu with her foot. Austin will get it next, and he will tell her that she can pick up a backpack. Big toe energy as she will then pull the earth from the ground. <laughs> so, one, why do we get this? Two, do we have any weird body things? Do you have any weird body things you can do? Three, is Survivor getting progressively kinkier? These are all the questions I had. <laughs> um, this was unexpected i mean i think just at the when we were watching the episode everyone was just like what the fuck yeah uh, why did we need a five minute or like a three to four minute toe segment who knows were they doing it for the wiki feet people probably absolutely uh, was this foreshadowing is there going to be like a you know the foot challenge where they have to stack 
Dee's gonna excel. Dee's gonna get that done in like two seconds. I mean, um, we will see her on a balance beam, so yeah. Uh this this was weird. Um, and this is definitely like I, I wouldn't know it was in Dee's mind as she was watching this because I I doubt she was like, this is gonna make the episode. But right. like when they announced 90 minutes, I can assume Dee's heart may have dropped a little bit. Like oh god, they're gonna make an episode. <laughs> I really would love if I ever get to like have more survivors on the podcast. I, my first question is going to be, what weird conversation did you have on the island that you think would have made the 90-minute edit? Yes, that's a great one. Because uh, like, obviously there's conversations you have to have to kill time, and that's probably what this was supposed to be. Um, but man, this was strange. Like I felt bad for her knowing that there was like eight hundred people in a room watching her feet. Yeah, yeah. I would have been quite uncomfortable. I don't have any weird any weird body thing, so I think I'd be safe if I was. They'd probably show something else weird about me, but that's another story. <laughs> the conversation will turn where Sifu will ask the tribe if they honestly think if they were walking down the street, any of them would be friends, and that's the beauty of the social experiment because the answer is essentially no. Yeah. Survivor brings us all together. Would you be my friend if you saw me walking down the street? Of course. Oh my God, you're so sweet. <laughs> I um, saw really... you down the street at our hab. <laughs> exactly. No, uh, but like that's the way it was phrased, like walking down the street. No, we're New Yorkers. You don't befriend yeah, random people just... on the street. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That usually is trouble. Yeah, they could have been like, would we have been friends if we went to high school together? Right, that's a better better question. Yeah, but all these, you know, Julie says, though, if you were my kid's friends. Well, speaking of, uh, Purple Julie, she finally gets to speak words as she says that she, again, she would be friends with them if they're her kid's friends. Julie says she has taken on the role of Mama. Call her mother or Mama J or just cue the Reva theme song. Yeah, RuPaul's quaking. Call me exactly. mother. <laughs> we will see Julie chat with Dee, who tells her she was super paranoid the first two days. She will say she was, too. And says that Dee is her closest ally as she thinks she'll play a loyal game, but she wants other allies. Uh, to Drew, she will talk to him about how he tries to work hard listening to people and that feeds his ego. There's another alliance. Drew needs a mom out there. He is her son's age, so she will make him think that he can get through another day because she is there. Drew will tell her that he is 100% with her and tells him that she can sense a loyal game. He's so happy he's going to give her a hug. Now, whether we wanted to or not, she will tell him that she works well with Dee and she wants to pull in Austin. So there's the four-person majority. How are you feeling about this quick glimpse in this Julia's social game? Yeah, I I love it. I mean, I I mean, I was here for Julie in the preseason, and I thought, you know, just based on the tribe layout, that she might be on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Just you know, being the older woman tends to happen, right. but. Also, you know, the mom, you know, the mama stereotype that happens, like, that seems like it's what's happening here, but she seems to happily be playing more of an active role, so I'm here for that. Um, seems like she's the one that's getting this this four-person majority together, so I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, because it's, it's very interesting. Obviously, the archetype that Julie fits um, in the old era of Survivor does not do well, does not go very far, mm-hmm. or succeed if they do go far. So the first person really in this new era that we saw that fit this archetype was Heather. Um, and we all remember Heather. Um, great, great girl. Well, um, and then and the next one really was Carolyn. And I feel like we're once they got Carolyn, they're like, no, this is the woman that we want. And I think Julie's gonna fit that 
archetype of the older woman closer to Carolyn, but not as quirky as Carolyn. Yeah, no, I was getting Carolyn vibes a bit in the preseason, like her interviews, just like wacky, but she's definitely like has just more like level-headed yeah. Carolyn and no shade to Carolyn. I love her. <laughs> we love her. She's amazing. Now, Drew's going to pull Austin as now Drew will tell us that he has a lot of allies at this point. And me thinks that this is going to blow up in his face. I think Julie can manage having multiple number ones. I don't think Drew is experienced enough to conquer that. Yeah. So his, so it's Drew and Austin, Drew, Julie. And uh, I don't know about Drew and D. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. He wants to be the king. Yeah, I think he, if you know, if they, if he ever, if there is this alliance ever blows up, I think he would probably be the one that would take the bronze. Yeah. He says he has to tone it down, but does envision a time when his realm will stretch the whole beach and he is marshalling his troops to bring his kingdom into fruition. I think he's playing too hard. Yeah. Or he was told to really lean into this and he's like, okay, that's what the producers want me to do. Right, playing it up in confessional. I could see that a bit. Let's go check in with our friends over at Bello or Blue People or Bruce's Bitches. Our scene begins with Bruce ordering for the Flint to start the fire and he succeeds. And Bruce is going to dance and that won't be the last time you'll see crazy Uncle Bruce getting jiggy with it. Yeah. Um, they really just wanted to show us all his goofy moments. and <laughs> Yeah, they did. Doesn't usually pan out well for a final edit, but here we are. Yeah. Jake will tell us that Bruce is killing it with the fire. And I really think the edit really makes loves making Jake look like Bruce is like Patsy. Like he's slightly fangirling more than anybody else. Right. As if he's like this big celebrity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, Jake says they call him Uncle Bruce because he's taking care of them. And he's taking care of us by singing the Survivor theme song because that's the things that the 90 minute edit can bring us. Pose and singing. <laughs> Literally. Um, did you find Bruce as as hilarious as his hype voice as he is? No. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. They Sorry, were really Bruce. trying to make me think it's funny. Like, if I was on if I was on the island, I would I would be kind of over it as someone <laughs> is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we know that Bruce comes up with jokes. He makes funny sounds, which we will get a mini montage of. Now, I want to say something of one of the sounds, like when he is saying, as the caption says, "quote speaking gibberish." It sounds like Bobby Boucher. And y'all, if you don't know who Bobby Boucher is, we're going to talk about him at Tribal Council. <laughs> the cinematic parallels of this episode. For real. Now, Jake will say that Bruce reminds him of a lot of uh, people from Boston, and I will agree with that. Mass holes run that city. Have you ever been to Boston? Uh, briefly. I, I, was, I went like after coming back from P-Town wasn't there that long but i went to school in boston so uh, okay. um, i'm having major ptsd with jake's accent it's really hurting my ears oh yeah that accent is quite strong bruce will tell us that the plan of being crazy uncle bruce is working out as he, as he puts on a smile and laughs and giggles but he knows work has to be done so he's going to lame bass the children of the tribe calling them out for working at a snail's pace jake will call out bruce who is about to uncle him as katura says he's got the uncle face on I'm not sure that's the reputation you want five, four or five days in. Yeah. Bruce tells us that he wants to say, go get it done and then do what you want, but he can't do that to them. He only does it to his own kids. But essentially, that's still what he's doing. It's still coming across that way. Yeah. It's 
the exact Bruce what he is wanted. gonna mansplain as Mongrel Katora will narrate as Bruce is acting like dad, not uncle. Katora is not eating up the Bruce of it all, as she knows that the others are hungry for him while Bruce is getting his ego fed. We're going to hear Bruce discuss the videos that were made of him, as well as celebrity Bruce, who became one after his episode here. And he will remind you of it by name dropping. And what name will he be dropping? Legend of Survivor, the Sasquatch of Canada, Kane. Wow. I mean, the most iconic person on that season, right? Literally. (laughs) Who could uh, Connor, me? what names can you drop? <laughs> I can name drop like a government witness. <laughs> Brandon Donlin, of course. There it's it like, is. There it is. Forty-five. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was glad that Katura is the one. You know, I, I was hoping that not everyone would be falling under the spell. Like, good to see Bruce doing well, but you know, yeah. it can't um, be. Everyone can't be buying into this. So I good. know that he probably mentioned all these other names and. The show's oh, like, Kane yeah. sounds funny. So poor Kane. He's like, why am I the butt of the joke? Yeah, why am I in it? Like, <laughs> the... the moral of his beat in the show is to portray Bruce as a threat in Katora's eyes as she sees through it. Um, I think, again, you and I have watched the show forever. We know how the edit of reality TV goes. This is going to be clearly a very important plot point moving forward between Bruce and Katora. And I love that they painted it in such a, a fun, light-hearted way where most people are going to have no idea why this is here. But we know it's the two of them going to be in contention at some point. Yeah, this is definitely some foreshadowing of a later conflict. Yeah. Um, and I'm rooting for Katora to be on Me too. Anyway. She's my winner pick. I told her that too. Um, also, yeah. Katora, I apologize. If you do win, I am posting one of the terrible photos we took together. That was so bad. <laughs> All right, it's finally a brand new day for Yellow, and we will kick things off with dear sweet Emily going idol hunting. I mean, do it, girl. I understand. You got to go find it. Yeah. Now, I want to bring it up now, but I noticed a, a lot in this episode. So, Emily, when she submitted her potential looks to production, she sent them what appears to be like a short scallop sleeve sweater turtleneck situation. And, like, I too would have the same thing happen to me, but the sweat. Like, there is no way to hide it. When she is sweating, the sweat stains are alive and well and living on Emily's shirt. Like, compared to drag when the breastplate comes off at the end of the show and all you see is water, what was she thinking when using this as an option? Like, what's the best material to wear out in the island? Yeah, definitely not a sweater. Um, Wow, I actually did not even notice the sweat that much. Uh, Now I'll be looking for it. It was but, yeah, not a think, breathable material. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta wear like something a little loose, like a t shirt or a blouse. Dare I say something from Lululemon? <laughs> yeah, seriously, no, that's like the prime thing to wear on Survivor, honestly. See, that's the problem. Like the good shit, you probably can't wear because it, it has a logo on it. Right, right. But I mean, you get it. From what I understand, you get to submit a few things. So, like, right. why was that even in contention? Exactly, because they I mean, probably said if you submit it, like that's like kind of fits into her like archetype. So if you submit it, then the producers are going to pick it probably. Exactly. Um, or I feel like at this point in time, forty-five seasons in, you could get like Under Armour to sponsor. Yeah. Like challenge. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anyway, back to her idol hunt. She's desperate. She's looking to the extent that she can before it becomes suspicious. Girl, you walked out and it was already suspicious. We're going to get this fucking incredible cut where she walks and they swipe straight into camp where Caleb tells his friends that he 
Bats Emily is probably digging right now. Again, the past few seasons, the editors are doing such an incredible job. This was so smooth and clean. Um, I love it. I'm really here for it. Yeah, yeah. I love these love these shots that they're getting. Caleb says that someone has to go with her. So the option is to go idol search in Paris or team. So someone has an eye on her. Emily is searching. So they're going to search for Emily. Oh, meta. Yeah. Brandon yeah. knows Emily is desperate and public enemy number one. Brandon would love to go find that idol for himself. So what if on your search for Emily, would you search for an idol along the way? Like, could you, if you had to go search for the girl, would you make it not suspicious to go search for the idol instead? Oh, that's like the the best idea. Like, the it's not suspicious. You're looking for Emily. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've seen this in the past. I want to say it was like Cambodia where like they were trying to keep an eye on someone and the person that was supposed to keep an eye on them looks for the idol themselves yeah. like why wouldn't you especially if you're brandon who's literally going to be next or it's between him and emily for next it's clearly that so like he should be looking hard honestly so i'm 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 giving jeffrey and friends a lot of free ideas here today i already gave the marijuana idea <laughs> here's another way to hide an idol on a castaway i know it could be problematic and all let's workshop it but like <laughs> what if like it's hidden on their buff or something like a clue or the actual idol? A clue or something. Yeah. Like in the buff, but only a yeah. buff. Something about it. I we're workshopping it, but I'm just because it was just the way that they're hunting for for Emily. I was like, hunt for the idol on Emily. That could be fun too. A tattoo idol clue. There like, we go. Oh. Someone with a tattoo and then use it as the clue. Listen, I I wonder how, what the like percentage of people on Survivor with tattoos is because i mean obviously you see people like carolyn and uh, danny and what's his face last season um but that would be interesting that'd be really cool yeah and i think i mean a lot of them are bad tattoos too let's be real that's that's very true i mean by the hand is uh do you have any tattoos yeah i have one what is that can you share my arm it's my mom's oh i love that the blur but it's my mom's signature from a birthday card it's beautiful i love that thank you all right, so um, Brandon knows how to find idols because he's been watching people find idols. He knows the strategy. Sabaya will be the one to catch Emily, and she will tell her that they all talked and agreed that they're splitting up. The boys versus the girls, idol hunt, extravaganza, eleganza. Um, Sabaya <laughs> um, will tell her that this was their way of including her, but Emily will say the inside thoughts outside and say, Sabaya, that can be like read between the lines. You just don't want me to find it independently. Yeah. Emily, come on. Inside. yeah like Let's you can just acknowledge out. that in confessional you don't have to say i mean it was pretty right. clear that they don't want you to Emily will tell her that she wants to scramble but do it alone and Sabaya's stuttering to find the right words because she's like i i got nothing i don't i this was not supposed to be a conversation yeah she's like i'm telling you <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna yeah. be watching you emily thinks it was too obvious to be paired with Sabaya and knows that it put a bad taste in the tribe's mouth for speaking out but she thinks they have little to lose as they already have a bad taste for her so she's off on her own. Now Caleb has eyes on her and she's just like, I'm going to go on my own way. She just wants to be left alone. Leave Emily alone. Just like Leave her alone. <laughs> so I will tell Brandon that it has to be somewhere they looked and lo and behold, Brandon finds it. How excited were you for him? I was beaming uh, for the f a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon found the idol, but it is a beware advantage. He knows Survivor and that you can't vote if you have the beware advantage in your possession until you complete the task. So Brandon will pass it off like he's playing hot potatoes and let somebody have it if she wants it, and she wants it. What would you do? 
if I were Sabaya or Brandon. Brandon. If I was Brandon, I would have just opened it. Like, I feel like you're you're a super fan. You're on Survivor. You're, you know, you just found an idol. Like, well, you found a clue to an idol. But like, yes, you're going to lose your vote, but you're already kind of on the bottom a little bit. And I feel like I, I've heard recently, like, you know, or what we've seen in, re- in recent seasons is that like losing your vote actually like screws over your ally a lot of the time rather than yourself. Mm-hmm or it causes your audio to get voted out. So, like, you may as well just take the risk. You're probably going to find it at some point, maybe not, like, between this and the next tribal, but um, I do think, you know, he's building trust with Sabaya by giving it to her. Um, and it doesn't, and it also doesn't come across as, like, he's trying to get her to lose her vote, like, which maybe she could have taken it that way. But, uh, no, she sees it, it seems she sees it in a good way. Um, now, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and, and just curiosity, because obviously this mechanic has not ever been in play. Let's say Brandon did take the idol open to himself. So he loses the vote there. And then we're going to find out he's going to lose his vote later on. Yeah. Is that one vote total or is that like piggyback and he loses two votes? Right. That's a good, that's a really good, I didn't think about that. Because like when he does go on the the journey and he, if he, had, he had his, already had lost his vote, is he just like playing with house money? Like, Right. Try the like you're not got, got nothing to lose because you already lost your vote. Yeah. Um, so I'm very curious. Hopefully, in the future, someone will have yeah. that happen to them. Hopefully, not. Someone me. should ask. Someone should have Jeff talk about that on his podcast. <laughs> you know, I could call. Or you know, yeah. I'm gonna ask Rob. Maybe I'll ask Rob if he knows how the mechanics of that work. Yeah. Work. Yeah. And listener questions. <laughs> now, Brandon says that his vote is integral in this game, so he wasn't gonna risk it, but. Giving it to Sabaya solidifies them as they are now bonded together, and Sabaya will open it and shares that this is a clue to the immunity idol, and that retrieving it will complete will require completing a series of tasks, and you cannot vote until you have it in your possession. Now, the first task is to take the note and lay it over the map of the tribe camp. The whole will reveal the next clue. Now, this is not the same as the Reba tribe. Do you like that there are different tasks per tribe, or do you think that's not entirely fair? Yeah, I I was going to mention this too. I, I don't know if it's really fair because um, some of these tasks, as we see later, um, are a bit harder, in my opinion. Well, depending on what tribe you're on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Reba one, I feel like that was, I, I guess they're all leading to like, look for this tree, basically, just in right. different ways. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Um I think they got to switch it up every season. I mean, we've, they've done sure. the switches, uh, they've done the beads. I really liked the beads in season forty-three. The beads was my favorite, I think. Um, so I mean, I was I was wondering how they were going to set themselves up from that. This one isn't really like something you have to do socially, which I I like the ones where you have to do something like social that you know involves other members of the cast. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting to see. I I I did like when each tribe would have the same one because then you get to see how people like on different tribes approach it differently absolutely now do you think they're going to be equal when it comes to what bellows is going to be or do you think production might have tiered the tasks a bit because like i said last week these tribes were not split evenly whatsoever yeah um yeah i mean red's red's got a lot of strong people reba um yeah we haven't we haven't seen we haven't seen bellows yet right so and again, because maybe it's not, not part of the narrative or whatever, we haven't even seen a single person look for an idol over on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll it'll be like along the same lines of like yeah. go find this tree, but 
We'll see how tough. Jeff probably had all three different ideas. He's like, I want to use them all at once. I'm not waiting. And I'm not waiting until season 46 and 47. Exactly. Back at camp, Sabaya is laying the note over the map. She lines up the corners and sees it will be at a tree. Cut to said tree, and there is a perceived coconut hanging on a limb. Did you know how to hack this task? I could not figure it out. I mean, okay. that's it's really high up there. Like, what are you supposed to do? That's a big tree, too. You can't just, like, shake it. Yeah, well, Spire's going to lead her buddy Brandon to the tree of all importance. And, like, the way he's just trailing her like a little puppy was so funny. Oh, it's great. The, the scene of him running, where she's like, come on, buddy. And then he starts running behind her, like, oh. She great. reaches the tree with Brandon, and she's like, how do we go up this tree? And Brandon's like, how do we? This is your idol. He's good TV. He's very, very witty. Yeah, oh. Sabaya will offer the strategy of making a tabletop, and I'm like, Brandon couldn't get up the ladder. You're going to make him climb a giant-ass tree? Right. Now he is the ladder. Now, also, they had not seen it. (laughs) Yeah, but they they did not know about anyone climbing up something like Matthew, so no near-death experience this season, please. Like, why? No more of this, friends. Right. And he has scoliosis. Exactly. Uh, Um... We're going to have Brandon be the table. Somebody's going to stand there and him. Um, dare I say in gay terms, we have our tops and bottoms. Yeah. Um, which position would you have wanted in that moment? <laughs> I mean, depending on who was stepping on me, maybe I'd be the table. But there it is. <laughs> on, a strategic, on a strategic point, obviously I want to be the top. Exactly. You're 6'3". You, you could, honestly, if you stood on someone's back, you probably may have been able to reach it yeah you may have been able to reach it sabaya was not reaching it even with stepping on they need to do like a they need to do a a full-on pyramid like a cheerleading pyramid (laughs) to get up there remember back in the day uh there was a ladder to get a clue once oh who could forget times actually who could forget angelina exactly oh man we we have not had another travel council like that one can someone ask for a fucking jacket oh my god yeah someone just want to get on survivor Someone's asking for Emily's sweater turtleneck thing. Exactly. I just want to get on Survivor with a future uh, television writer so I can go to Italy. You could be on late notice. I know. Okay. She had a free fucking trip to Italy. Thanks, Mike White. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that show. And guess what? It's full circle. Someone from uh, that show is going to be judge on Drag Race. Oh, wait, Drag who? Race Italia. Um, one of the gays trying to kill me is one of the new judges on Drag Race Italia. Oh wow! The bald guy with the beard. Love that. Yeah. Um, Great times, good times. But yeah, shout out to Mike okay. White. That's one of Brandon's favorite players. I know he's so good, so good. All right, now Sabaya's going to analyze the tree, and this is a scavenger hunt from hell. So she will float the idea of asking Sean what he thinks, and then Caleb. Now at this point, Sean, Caleb, and Brandon all know about the beware advantage. That leaves Emily in the dark. Was that the smartest thing to do? And I'm going to ask you each time this comes up because uh, this is going to be the trend of the episode of telling everybody about everything. Do you tell your allies or keep it a secret? Um, I think in this small of a tribe, I get it. Um, especially if Brandon knows, like you got to tell the other two. Yeah. Um, if Brandon, you know, if she somehow found that without Brand without Brandon, then I could see maybe keeping it a secret. But like. You worry, you take the risk of Brandon being the one to tell them, so you might as well get ahead of it. But generally, I mean, they talked about this on the on the after show podcast on on Wednesday, but like, I don't know. I would try and keep it to myself, but easier said than done. 
Especially yeah, if you need, mean, if it's like a clue you got to figure out, like you got to kind of have sometimes have more than one. Right. More than one. And you alluded to it earlier about the, the the social game aspect of it. So I guess in a way this is the social aspect of it, though it is more physically demanding than social. Right. Now we're back at the tree and Sean is on Sylvia's shoulders. To be fair, I met Sean the other day and that petite little adorable homosexual is short. So it checks out that he would be the right person to do this. But again, still way too dangerous. Right. Also, he has a beautifully curated Instagram. It's very pretty. It is very influencer. Like all his photos of like Disney, not jealous at all, but um, they're just so bright and beautiful. I was like, okay, now I understand why you're on and you're also a very sweet person. Yeah, I, I'll have to check it out. Um, I know he has a good fashion sense. He had a he does. Today. Um, well, no luck. She's going to feel the pressure of the idol, but can't get her permits on it. She needs her vote, so she will lift the tree out of its roots if she has to. And honestly, I think she could. She, she's a strong bitch. Yeah. Let's head to the beach, where we see Emily sitting there alone. Super sad. And Caleb looking longingly at her. He tells her that he genuinely wanted to work with her, and she wants to clear the air that she wants to be there more than anything. She is not ready to say this is fate. Well, Caleb is starting to get Emily. He tells us that she is someone that likes to go by the facts and the numbers, but the problem is she has a big mouth and she can't get out of her own way. So Emily will ask him what she can do to build trust, and he will tell her to try and keep strategizing lower. He wants to help her and nurse her back to health, nurse her to be a stronger, better player. He wants to look out for her and tells her to be helpful and be positive and tells her to share stories about herself. She knows she has brought a bazooka to a tea party and she has to put the bazooka down. What a metaphor. Yeah, that was the episode title, I believe, too. It sure was. Um, Do they get like a bonus if they have the episode title? All right. I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta imagine they're like in the their cast group chat, like taking bets on who's gonna get the episode title each week. Literally. Uh, but yeah, give a give them some credit. You know. Caleb says that a bad player will want to continue to isolate if they know they're on the outs. He says that a good player will realize that everybody needs an ally, and Emily doesn't have anybody. He is being the most upfront to her. Emily wants to play with Caleb and be an asset as he's the only person who has talked to her. Episode 2 Redemption Arc incoming. So Emily will tell us that Caleb showed her that there is a lesson for the game moving forward, but there is a lesson for life. When things get stressful, what do you do? She says in her job, analyzing stocks is analytical at nature, but this is an emotional game as the people are not stocks. They have emotions and feelings too. Like me. Hear that, Twinks? I cry too. <laughs> we will now watch the apology tour as Emily will talk to Sabaya, who admits to being defensive, and Emily admitting to being aggressive. With Brandon, she tells him how upset she is about his hair and tells him that it's stunning. What? Yeah. Is there I, some, what, what did we miss there? Why are you upset about it? I didn't get that. Uh, Sean, then, she tells him that she wants to insert herself into conversations, but doesn't want to be irritating or trying to talk. Now, Emily will get emotional and confessional that so much of her issue has been attitude, and that's hard to change as it's ingrained in who you are, and she, too, is an anxious, nervous pessimist. She's a go-getter in the worst possible way who doesn't know how to stop. Again, things that I notice, her knees, the poor girl. Now, uh, I'm not sure what your knees look like after a wild week in the pines, but damn, these were torn apart already. Oh, yeah. They were bad. Um, I, I honestly saw a few people that had some bad look. Like, Brandon's knees looked like they were had been through the ringer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this this redemption arc for Emily um, from episode one. It was, like, kind of some whiplash after, after Absolutely. episode one. 
Um, I don't know if you saw in the preseason, she mentioned that she there were some cast comparisons, cast from Kageyan. Uh, like the producer said that she like tested similar to cast, and I definitely see that. Um, and now, do you think if you were off. kind of told that that's in your mind and that's how they want you to play, or do you think that's just a thing to know and then you do your own thing? Um, that's a good question. I think that probably maybe influenced her a little bit. I think so. Uh, too. I think she was going to be, you know, this erratic socially unaware at some points player um but definitely i think that could have gotten in their head and maybe they wanted to encourage her to be little chaos cast-esque yeah now she is proud to be out on survivor and the game isn't over for her and honestly if you're able to within literally a two episode span realize what's not working and know how to adjust it quickly that is the sign of a good player is it too late for her We'll find out soon, but I think it's really, really important for future players. Watch this arc because you have to be in tune. Even if you aren't the most social person, social game rules. And I will always continue to say to Jeffrey Propes, Jam Jam's win proves that social games are sometimes more exciting and better to watch than a physical game. Yeah, um, I do think, like you said, it, it could be too late. I mean, look at the tribe she's on too. Not very confident in their abilities. Um, but I also thought this was a really good play for Caleb. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's already in the majority, but now he's pulling in someone from the outside. He's got her as a probably a vote for himself, especially on a, a tribe of soon to be four. It's um it's a good, really good social play for him. Absolutely. Now Emily tells Brandon that every day that she's there learning a bit more. Also, please note Brandon trying to get fire via his glasses. Brilliant move. Yeah, we don't see enough of that, honestly. We don't see enough of that. I feel like if I had to do that with my glasses, fire might be made because my fucking lenses are thick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so blind. Oh, my God. But as they're on the beach, they see a boat. It's not with Hostmaster Jeff. It's with some dude. The time has come for you to journey for your life. <laughs> the new era of Survivor is incoming into season 45, and Emily will ask if they think it's for them, and Brandon's like, no, they're not delivering food. But come on, DoorDash Survivor Edition? Yeah, get some Fiji pizza up in here. Ooh, everyone says it's the worst thing they've ever eaten. But after like not eating for 26 days, would you still eat it? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's <laughs> probably the only reason it looks appetizing to them is that they're starving. You would think, having been in Fiji for as long as they have, like Jeff would call like a Domino's and be like, can you like come here and we'll like open a kitchen? Right, literally you? open a Domino's just for, just for our Survivor production. Now, each tribe gets a note stating that one person must get on the boat and they will all return to camp that evening, uh, that afternoon. Reba will have Jay and Drew play rocks, paper, scissors. Drew will win. We'll go on the journey. On Lulu, Brandon's like, oh, we're all set. Um, and consensus, and I'll take it. And Emily's like, uh, I know. She was doing so great. She was doing so great with her redemption. She's going to destroy it. And she's like, I want to go. Do it. Just, I was watching and I was like, maybe the, like, it was out of order but i was like why is she why is she pushing this right we just saw the scene with her and caleb like have some awareness like you don't need to go on this maybe go on the next one if you're still around exactly. you're, now, you're will just get your footing back in and just don't push too hard to try and go especially if you have brandon saying he wants to go Brandon will go get his shoes while emily emily voices her her idea it's minimized 
it was an idea that was floated on um, the podcast after show while we were there. Could she have just run to the boat and changed the game and said, I'm here, I'm on the boat. That's all you said. You had to be on the boat. Right. I really wish that had happened. That I'm going to try I, it next time. I'm going to do it. You know, for the good, for the purpose of good TV, I, I feel like the, the producers would have let that happen. And you know, there is some super fan who listens to Robin as a podcast who heard that and will implement it next time they can. Yes. Season 47, make it happen. <laughs> I mean, I am kind of tired of the journey thing as a whole, but you know, if they have to have it, let's at least you know pe- have people do some some new things with it. For Bella, Bruce will go on the journey, and Katara is not happy her nemesis is going on the journey. <laughs> uh, dare I say, she's pissed. Back to Bruce dancing. He's going to also pretend to disappear in the boat. Kachor is not having it. And the animosity of these two is clearly something that's going to keep brewing all season. Um, I like that it's one side. It seems to be one sided. Like, I don't it's think completely one any sided. idea. But he, he probably thinks he, she admires him. Yeah. Also, um, I want to talk about Kachori here. Now, I don't know if you watch uh, Drag Race Down Under, I but we have, um, we just had a recent contestant, Hollywood Star, um, say she was 28 years old. And RuPaul was like, I just checked your paperwork. You're 34. <laughs> Katora says she was, what, 29? She's 35. Why yeah. people lying about their age? Right. It's, it's not even like 35 is, is that old. Like, oh, Thank you. I'm 36, so I don't feel that old now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God, I love you. Um, <laughs> and then there's uh, on Big Brother, there's obviously fucking Bowie Jane lying about her age, too. And that one's... I mean, how are people? No one's believing that. <laughs> but she like, Katora, why are you lying? Time. Like, I just think it's a little unnecessary. Is Bowie Jane the most annoying, terrible, worst player that's ever been on the show? Like since Victoria? Probably. She's oh, a... she's so insufferable. You so insufferable. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you do? Would you want to go on the first journey? I honestly wouldn't. Um, it's Never. funny because I feel like I'd listen to all the preseason cast interviews, and I. Thought I remembered everyone on the Lulu tribe, I think it was, saying that they wouldn't go on it. So I was interested to see how that would play out. Um, but yeah, I think the first one I'd probably skip out on um, just because you're losing your vote. Um, but then again, maybe it's it's better to lose your vote when you're in a six-person tribe than like if you're down sure. to like four or three, sure. then that's obviously much more meaningful. Um, but yeah, I think knowing... Um, well, knowing that it's a challenge, which they obviously didn't know about this this time around, um, would make me feel a little bit less confident personally. The boats arrive on the island, and the new trio will meet, and even Drew will geek out at reality star Bruce. Drew tells us that he wants to have the survivor experience, and going on the journey will be the first footprint of putting himself out there. It's a network opportunity that will print him some cash in the future. It's really interesting how hard they're showing his strategy on this episode. Yeah. Like, is it going to be a flame out or is this really just an edit for the the long run? And that also brings yeah. me to the point, like, back to would I go on? Then again, maybe I would because you're getting, it's it's guaranteed, you know, you're going to be in the edit. Um, exactly. Pretty, uh, like, you could, they have to show you at that point. So, yeah. Then again, maybe I would go on it just for that reason. <laughs> so people, so I'm not purple in the first two episodes. They get to the station where the sign says that the game is about relationships and they have to take the time to get to know each other as they never know where it will lead. When they're finished, they must take a different path. Uh, we're going to see the Goldilocks strategy here to sharing information. One will be too much, one will be too little, and one will share absolutely nothing. 
Yeah. Did Drew not say anything or did they just not show it? I I probably I feel like he probably said some stuff. They didn't show yeah. it, but Drew will kick us off and ask Bruce how things are at his camp, and he will tell them that it's not moving at the speed he'd like it to, but the cohesion is what he wants it to be. Random will share that obviously he started out in a bad position, but Emily has been the person. Random will feed Emily straight to Bruce and Drew, and they will chime in that it left a bad taste. Drew finds that Brandon's being very forthcoming, telling the entirety of the tribal dynamic, while Bruce is playing it close to the chest, which he thinks is bad gameplay. Now, in the past, we've seen like this conversation happen as they're like journeying somewhere. This was just like what five minutes. Hey, how are you? Right, what, and then they literally the all point? split off in a different directions. I would have liked to see a bit more of them yeah. interacting. Um, but yeah, Brandon really just laying it all out there. And um, then landed on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> the editors really had a to watch. Them. Yeah. I mean, they had, yeah, they made the most of his two episodes. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk about these paths. Obviously, Brandon on the rocks. I don't think he had to walk on the rocks, but he did anyway and whatever. Why was Drew in the water? I would have been like, no, I'm not doing that one. Yeah, made no sense. We get to the station where they see the lock crate with the sword. They will have a chance to earn an advantage, but only if they risk their vote. In the bag, there are several pairs of pairs of tiles with matching patterns on the front and numbers on the back. There are three tiles with no matching patterns. They then must match all the pairs with the three remaining tiles to solve a com combination lock. They will have three minutes to finish. If they are successful, their advantage will be released. If they fail, they cannot vote at the next tribal council. One, how would you do this puzzle? Two, would you have played? Um, I think I like you know on the surface it, it actually seems pretty straightforward. Absolutely. Like, how can like how easy it is like it's probably can't be that hard to match these tiles up. Um, I did relate to Brendan here when he said this is a challenge he's always wanted to do because like I feel like you always see it it's like the dramatic moment of you pull out the sword or pull yeah. out whatever. Um, so that's yeah definitely one of those challenges that I've always been like oh I could I could do well with that like it's three numbers that you got to get like on the surface seems pretty simple obviously. Not going to be that easy when you're have been on starving on an island for a few days too, but I would have gone for it. Um, you know, if you're already on the journey, I mean, you volunteered to go on the journey, you might as well do it. Absolutely. Now, Bruce hates puzzles, so it would be nice to have an advantage with everyone recognizing who he is, but he's going to protect his boat. Drew says he has a solid four going into the first tribal and says it might be wiser to hang on to the boats to build confidence, but he will play. Brandon is at the challenge where he doesn't have to move or lift anything or swim. He is absolutely going to play and says if he can't do this, he has to get on a boat and go back to New Jersey. Famous last words. Yeah. Like you said, it's really <laughs> having a fun time. The hourglass flips and we will see Drew and Brandon match tiles. We will see Brandon pairing them up. Drew, meanwhile, is going to toss tiles. I thought that was such a risky move and like, we will see him fuck up one pair. But what what was the mindset there? I guess just like, you know, you get a guaranteed match, you're putting it off so it doesn't distract you, but like just put it literally on the corner of the table. Right, like because toss it three feet away and then risk you having to like go back and find it. Exactly, because as Brandon will see, there are some that are so similar, it will fuck up your entire time. Right. Now yeah, we cool. if you look at the hourglass, Brandon's gonna get the tiles done within half the time left. So you basically have to split it up, and it works. Drew's time is running short, but he will get the right numbers. He will succeed. He gets the safety without power that allows you to leave travel council just before the votes are cast and return to camp. They will not cast a vote, but more importantly, you cannot be voted out. The last time to play it will be with 10 left. 
why do we have this one back in here? Yeah, it's... Is it really an advantage? Yeah, it's it's really not, I feel like. I mean, you're screwing, you're likely going to screw over an ally if you do that. Because you're not, you have to leave the tribal, you're missing, missing out. Um, I guess for a TV, you know, it, it has the potential to make good TV, but as an advantage, I don't like it. Random will run out of time. He lost his vote, and Caitlin Herman's like, I'm not alone! <laughs> oh my god. I, it's funny, because I know Brandon and Caitlin are friends, and I saw them, mm-hmm. it, they like were tweeting screenshots of them texting and about how they both just flopped on the puzzle, so... That was a uh, was a good comparison. <laughs> Obviously, we can't be results oriented, but do you think three minutes was enough time? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, you saw Drew do it, but I right, think because I, I I would assume that the time that they picked was in relation to previous times where you've had to do the um, yeah yeah the tiles. So I'm assuming Brandon just made one bad mistake and again it will cost you your right. entire game right because once you get the numbers what there's six different combinations of right the order they could be so look at you math thing good for you yeah i mean it was, <laughs> i did take an ap stats class <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i guess it's hard not to be results oriented because drew did get to complete it time but, but he went to an ivy league so there's yeah. that. maybe give him three minutes 30 seconds <laughs> there we go all right so Brandon knows he would have had low points on this show, but this is the challenge that was made for him. He compares it to a kid in daycare, um, given given matching games to occupy themselves. But Brandon will share that he does feel good going into the next survival tribal council, as he knows Emily will leave when they get there. Oh, he said the survivor kiss of death line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a few few kisses of death in there. I, listen, if I ever get on the show and I I do that to myself, I give anyone permission to come back uh, through my podcast and just do a compilation of me calling other people out for it. Yeah. Brandon will head back to camp and he will spill all, including the fact that he didn't succeed and he has lost a vote. Now, Sean will remind us that Brandon really struggled with the puzzle. Now he is unsuccessful. He said Brandon told him he was the puzzle guy and makes him wonder, where are your strengths? Or as Bianca Del Rio says, what do you do successfully? Likely. <laughs> yep, I, that meme was playing in my head, to be honest. Um, yeah, interesting move to tell. I mean, I guess they'd probably find out, but I think there could have been a play where he, like, pretends he has an advantage. Um, could, could buy him a bit more time, but yeah, Sean was really just dragging him here. Like, he really was. Drew was back in camp, and he doesn't see anyone. Well, because they're hiding from him. And then surprise him and then rub his head. I don't get it. Why is it a thing? He doesn't even know why it's a thing. Yeah, that was that was odd. <laughs> Drew will tell the truth, the full truth, nothing but the truth. Now, Austin feels that Drew is trying to play a loyal game, as Drew will say that his advantage is good utility come merge, and he hopes that if they're all in real danger, danger, they will pass it to one of the Reba members in trouble. Do you think it's smart to share all and tell everyone about the advantage? Or do you keep it a secret? I feel like for Brandon, okay, fine. Telling everyone what happened is okay because you don't have anything. Drew, I don't know. I don't think I would have shared. Yeah, and I mean, this specific advantage, specific, and like we just talked about, it's really can screw up your allies. If you're telling the whole tribe and saying, I'm going to use this to help us at an emerge situation, 
whoever you're handing it to, like, and having them leave, they're probably just going to target the next Reba person. So, exactly. like, this specific advantage, I can see maybe other advantages um, sharing the sharing with the whole tribe, if you, especially if you feel good with them. But this specific one, I think you got to at least lie a bit. I mean, we've seen people lying uh, about their their journeys, screwing them over. But like, you got it. I mean, you have you you're on that boat. Like, think think of a good lie. Because mm-hmm. the specific advantage, I I don't think it's smart to tell the whole tribe. Drew is happy about the new bonds and states the best partnerships that form a survivor are the ones that complement one another. Austin is the physicality, the good looks, the charm. Drew is the brains. Drew wanted a JT to a Steven. Here it is. Would you be the JT or the Steven? Uh, I mean, probably the Steven. <laughs> me too. I don't think I'm quite on the level of Steven in terms of the nerdiness, you know, (laughs) but I would love a, love a JT to play with, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, Bellow looks like a graveyard with all the clothing on the branches and sticks. I don't know what they were doing, drying that shit out. But what comes next is all the girls putting their buff on around their chest while Brando is like, I'm hanging out with real life girls. (laughs) So I will tell Brando to do it just for the sake of it. And you know, how like in 80s teen movies it's always like the geek hanging out with the beauties and they'll do whatever for them that's yeah. brando this is brando with the bando right brando with the bando um yeah i love this he's really becoming one of the girls <laughs> um i'm just gonna ask it why didn't you take a shirt off it looks so silly right you're literally on an island take your shirt off and they've already seen you without your shirt the full on. look exactly uh, yeah Brandon was worried coming into the game as a 22-year-old scrawny Asian guy. No one would want to work with him. But being out of his comfort zone is exciting and he's killing it. He is feeling comfortable in the situation as he has never been someone who rose out with the big guys. Now Kendra will tell Brandon that she likes the idea of working with him and he will be like, you always see the weakest woman going home first. He didn't want that to happen. Kendra says the girls are three strong and they won't be broken up so he sees the numbers because, you know, he's those percentages he probably took an ap stat class as well yeah same one as me <laughs> at this point in the conversation jake and bruce are at the well talking and jake will tell bruce that he thinks they want a girl's thing so bruce says it's true and it's probably going to happen and jake is like they're going to go after me and bruce is like nah it's gonna be me <laughs> and then these two will bro out and feed their own egos as jake will tell bruce he has the charisma of like 25 25 people or a 25 year old yeah I don't know what he was trying to say there. I don't know. <laughs> a little baffled. Um, Bruce yeah, is playing. Why are they? Different. Yeah, they're just you know make some. If you see, I mean, they're perceptive enough to see that happening at least. But exactly, put in some effort to fix that. Bruce's plan is to be a social player and talk to as many people in the tribe. So we're going to watch him talk to Brando and tell him if he has an open line of communication with him, he'll do the same. He loves the kid to death. Brando will tell him that he's looking for someone to team up with who has what he's missing, and that's. Big muscles. Bruce will be like, what would really throw everyone those off is like, you're 22 and I'm 46. And I'm like, crazy Uncle Bruce, if you say that in the gay community, it's called Friday night, swing looking <laughs> for daddy. Been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> Brandon's going to keep going with every option um, open as he has a strong alliance with the girls and says Bruce definitely trying to pull him in so he's in a good spot. Um, so poor Jake. Uh, no bond there. Yeah, not looking good for Jake right now. Yeah, which Kelly, surprised Bruce. me. 
will tell him that he's got Brando and Jake on board. He thinks they've hit it off in the beginning. Now, Kelly will meet with the fellas and thinks it's a good low-key thing. Is she being honest? Well, Kelly says that she hates it, but with working with the boys, there's a strength in the challenges. And one of her strengths going out there is that she can bro out with the dudes and be besties with the girls. Um, also, I don't know if you saw the article. Did you know that Kelly is on our tribe? She is queer. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of queer people on this season. Um, But yeah, we, you know, the girls' alliance, I guess, isn't as strong as you're meant to believe. But uh, now Kelly and Brando are in the middle. Bruce and Jake are on one side. Katora and Kendra on the other side. They think they're in a good spot. Will they ever have to decide? Um, It's literally going to take a loss of immunity for the hammer to fall. And I'm going to make the prediction I don't think they're going to fucking fail. Yeah, no, I think this could be one of those situations where they show, you know, they show these dynamics and like, oh, what happens if they go to tribal? And then they might actually not. I mean, I think one of blue, um, blue or red, I keep forgetting the tribe names, um, has to go Re- to tribal. Okay. Oh, hear, Reba, red, because Reba McIntyre has red hair. Baloo sounds like you're saying blue drawn out. And Lulu, lemon, yeah. yellow, lemon. Lulu. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Bella is the one that trips me up. Um, but yeah, I think one of Bello and Reba is going to go to tribal soon. Um Reba's been stronger it seems like but yeah I think you're right I think this could be a situation where they're really focusing on these relationships and then they end up just winning every challenge yeah let's head to the beautiful Fijian seas as we have a challenge to do Bello and Reba are getting their first look at the Lulu tribe as Jeff will say Hannah voted out now why do you think he said she was voted out as opposed to you know quit yeah, interesting because Jeff says on his podcast that she quit. So, like, mm-hmm. he just not have his mind made up at that point. What's going on? I mean, right he now? did snuff out the torch, so technically that's a vote out. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's it's- definitely changed up his tune on quitters. He <sighs> sure has. In this challenge, one player at a time will climb up the top of a tall tower, leap off, smash a tile to release a key. Then they must navigate a floating balance beam and swim to the end. Once they have all three keys, two other players will unlock the puzzle pieces to unlock a coral puzzle. First, two tribes to finish wins immunity, and in addition, they are playing for reward. Winners will get everything they need in a massive set of fishing girls gear. Second place will get a smaller set of fishing gear. Losers will go to tribal where they will vote someone out, and he will take their flint. Now let's get to the sit-outs! Bella and Reba have to sit someone out, but first, the Clay Raffson effect is here. There is a new rule. The sit-outs would typically reset after tribal council. The new rule officially is you can't sit out back-to-back challenges, period. How do you feel about this new shift? Um, I like it because, um, as we've seen, I mean, a lot of these challenges are now combined tribal or tribal immunity and rewards. So the sit-out, you know, the people were sitting out back-to-back it's all with claire so i think it's fair um especially when if you have these these tribes that are like dominating and eventually gonna get to have two people sit out so um i think it's fair um you know the power of sandra and and claire (laughs) literally katora and sifu will be the ones to sit out this challenge how would you do in this challenge and which leg would you have wanted to do um I think for the pure like experience, I would love to be the one jumping off and hitting hitting yeah. the club. I probably would belly flop pretty bad. So <laughs> at um, cha- the the puzzle, I don't you know. I think I'm not the most physical person, so I think naturally I would want to gravitate towards the puzzle. But you know, it's 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 the the hero moment, like where you sure. kind of your tribe's relying on you. So um, if you fuck it up, then you kind of screw yourself over. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'd say probably the jumping off thing. The balance beam, I think I'd actually be pretty good with the balance. Um, but yeah, this this would not be my challenge overall. Yeah, I would say for me, if I had the opportunity to sit this one out, I'd be like, actually, I'll, I'll sit this one out. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is on, and this would be the smash battle. Do you like smashing things? Do you get to do that in your everyday life? No, not enough. But no, you know, no. I've always wanted to go to one of those rage rooms. Um, right? And just, you know, so let fun. it all out. So this would be a small taste of that. We'll, we'll, we'll take a music league field trip to a rage room. Yeah. We're going to see a new strategy in the movie. Jake will hold it in his mouth while Dee will shove it in her pants. What would you do? Sorry, this is with the... The buoys. Oh, the buoys, yeah. I like shoving it in your pants. Yeah, yeah. Um, that so, was... More secure, yeah. I think. <laughs> it's Between last week, last week with the buff strategy, this week with the buoy in the pants, we're getting the, the evolution of uh, strategy and challenges is evolving. Right. Game changers. Literally. It's an even match to start. Now, when it comes to the buoy smash, in this, is it strategy to knock it forward? I think so, yeah. So don't be like Bruce and try to make a cool pose and knock it to the side of you. No, don't try and be the main character. <laughs> Stupid. Um, now, Miss Jeffrey is going to mock Sean for his face plant. Does Jeff oh. get off on this? Is like, this is Sean Freda. Oh, yeah, for sure. So crazy. Now, I would like to make mention of Kendra. Well, she smashes the key, but then we'll smash her cooch on the balance beam. <laughs> like, she went right down, and the audible reaction from everyone in the theater we were in, like, good for her for keeping on keeping on, but fuck, that hurts. Oh, yeah. If uh, that happened to me, I'd be like, I'm going to sit to the bottom of the sea goodbye. Right. Um, yeah, because if it happened to me, my future lineage it, is gone forever. Literally, if you're a man and you fall like that, it'll... I mean, either way, it's going to hurt a lot, but... Oh, my God, it would hurt. Oh. Um, but good for her being a trooper. She was. You she knew was. when that when that happened. She's like, this is going to make the edit, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> we now, now see Drew and Julie on team, McIntyre, Brandon and Sabaya for the Lulu losers, and finally, Brando and Kelly on for the blue people. Uh, also, in the world of the Survivor 44 Impact, it's a brand new puzzle, and Jeff loves saying that no one knew this one. Yes. How did you feel about the new puzzle we got? Do you think the challenge department spent their entire break having to come up with new puzzles and cursed our favorite Twink Carson the entire yeah, time? They said no 3D printing this time. Um, honestly, to me, it looked pretty similar to like these tree puzzles that we have. I guess they I agree. changed some things up. Um, I did see... <laughs> Um, the Outlaster puzzles or whoever makes the puzzles, they already have this puzzle on yes, their website. They do. So, yes, they do. Uh, watch out, season 47. Have you ever purchased any uh, Etsy uh, 3D puzzles? You know, I haven't. I would like to. Um, I'm not like I'm not a person who does puzzles a lot, but if I ever want to get on the show, I'll definitely be placing a bulk order. Oh, I love it. There's mine. I mean, it's really pretty, too. Um, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I have I have some friends that have gotten like the uh, one of the table mazes, so I've I've played one of those at, at their apartment, but um, I, I don't have any for myself. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> all right. Um, do you think someone like Brandon, who likely practiced all the puzzles before and going out there, shows that he's good at repetition rather than an actual puzzle? Because it's one thing to memorize a puzzle when you have access to it, compared to a brand new obstacle. Right. Right. I think that's a good point of like, if you're practicing, you're practicing, you're getting good at that specific puzzle and the memory, but the actual puzzle skills, I think are just, you know, built from practicing several different puzzles. I agree. Um, And like, you know, you never know what 
what the puzzle is going to look like on Survivor, and clearly it's a new one, so. Brandon is struggling as he doesn't quite see the pattern. Meanwhile, Miss Emily with the eye roll, again. She loves the eye Yeah. <laughs> now, Jeff knows what's about to happen, as he will mock Yellow and says he thinks it's time to start thinking who's going home tonight. I know that it's good TV to say that shit, but as a player, would that discourage you or empower you? You know, I feel like it would... I, with these with these Jeff words, I feel like it's hard to tell what's edited in. I think this was sure. what he was saying in the moment. Um, I think it would motivate me more, though, uh, to just to give a big F you to, to Jeff. It's essentially a battle for first between blue and red. In the end, Reba wins, with Bella finishing right behind. And I love when winning tribes are told by Jeff, enjoy your no- another night off. Yes, Jeff, you're working, but this game is work 24-7. Yeah. There's never <laughs> a night off. And for Reba, you know, they're a single tribe who works two jobs. Exactly. Now, Caleb will say that the tribe sucks like the Cavaliers when LeBron left the first time. My dear sweet Connor, did you get the reference? I did not. <laughs> LeBron James He's basketball. Right over my head. I know who Le- LeBron James is, obviously. But yeah, uh... I could not have told you what the teams he's been on. <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? I, I appreciate it. Like, we get straight people references on Survivor. And when the straight people watch Drag Race, they're like, what are they talking about? We're like, we right. know. We know everything. Yeah, you know, I, I hear people say survivors for the gays, but clearly, yeah, well, it is, and it's not. It can be. Yeah. Right. The little losers are back at camp as they have something against to do. Brandon will tell the group that they all did phenomenal, and that leg that he felt confident in, he lost. He knows he has no voter power. He gets emotional that no one wants this experience of losing, but pitches that he all, but that all he wants is to be out there. He will tell them that he loves them all, and Sean is like, "We love you. The feeling is mutual." I know I mock this on the show all the time on all reality shows, but can you really feel love for people you've only known for like three or four days? Am I just a jaded homosexual who wants the experience of like real love? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I frankly, I think I'd maybe I may be like this after being with people for, I mean, you're with them 24 seven, obviously, yeah. but yeah, I think from an audience perspective, you're like, really, you love them. Right. Um, but knowing Brandon, I feel like it was genuine. I, I think he loves the experience. Um, and with that comes the cast. I mean, he even says that his um the c- people that weren't on his tribe are his are his family. So um listen again, it's it's the word. When I said I love you to a, a homosexual and their response was likewise, I was like, fuck off. Yeah. It's I was more for like a Billy Garcia Candace moment of <laughs> I found love on this island. <laughs> one day, one day. Now, Sean will give us some strategy content, and he tells us that Emily knows she's at the bottom, but Brandon is a liability in every aspect of the challenge. So the three of them, as Emily called them, will go off where Sean leads the charge that Brandon is not serving the tribe at, at all, but Sabaya will push back that he's loyal to them. She will then bring up the shot in the dark, remind them and us, without a vote, Brandon can't even use it. She doesn't want Emily to play it, so they need to find the idol. And what Emily doesn't know is Sabaya doesn't have a vote either. So Sabaya brings Caleb and Sean to the tree. And our first image is an army of ants just having a field day. That was gross. Yeah, that was nasty. Um, but yeah, I think it's it was pretty clear cut here that it's going to be between Brandon and Emily. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how they can, you know, make the remaining person comfortable because, you know, if they want someone to stay loyal to them. Brandon's probably the better option, but I think either way that the person outside of that three is going to know that they're on the bottom. 
Caleb is in the tree. His shoes are going to be covered in ants, and that is going to be with him for the rest of his journey until he dumps that shit in the ocean. Meanwhile, back at camp, Emily will mock to Brandon that they've been along for such a long time, and it must be so hard to be in the Power Alliance. <laughs> okay, Emily, you're working on this redemption arc, but it's not showing. Yeah. Why do you think she wasn't back out there forth. searching? <laughs> yeah, why do you think she wasn't out there searching? She knows she might be doomed. Why not go idol hunting? Do you think Brandon alerted her to Savaya having already found it? Like, would it not alert Emily that Brandon wasn't scrambling either? Yeah, that was strange. But it's also like Brandon knows that she only has the clue. Like, sure. actual idols still out there. So I don't know why they're both not looking. Maybe this is just another stance of, instance of the edit not fully showing us, but they should be both looking hard. I mean, they, I agree. They know it's between them and they know that the other three are aware of this like you have no nothing to lose just go search the house down <laughs> now seemingly out of nowhere as the edit made it show they're going to discover a vine and a coconut that is not supposed to be there as it's not a coconut tree vine plus random coconut equals mystery solved okay. time. <laughs> what did you think of this twist on hiding the clue um you know i'm a fan of it i guess uh i'm surprised they didn't see it sooner but mm -hmm. Easier said than done, I guess. Um, now that they got it, let's see what our next task is. Well, the note says that the idol is encased in the wax, and they must burn away the wax. I would like to remind everyone that, that this tribe is the tribe that still has no power from fire. So congrats to them. Yeah. The way that Sabaya in Confessional was like, wah, wah, can't burn this shit. I just wanted the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song to underscore it. Ah, uh, would have been amazing. You know, why no. are they licensing the, the rights to that? I mean, I don't know if you saw they're licensing Taylor Swift now in their new commercial. So sure get, get the curb music. Um, would have been perfect. Um, now, yeah. what are the rules exactly? Can she accidentally drop the candle on the way to tribal when she's holding her lit torch and accidentally ignite the candle? Like, that's a thing that someone should try, right? Yeah, I I need to see the full note on this because, like, you could have done it either with the torch. You could have done it at tribal council. Like, there's got to be some specific rules of like you can only burn it at camp. Um, I personally am wondering if this is a thing on the other two tribes. I, we know we talked about the idols mm -hmm. differing. Um, I guess it wouldn't be really a problem for the other two tribes though, because they actually have fire. Um, it's probably a quick burn candle too, right? It's not gonna because like some candles take days to burn. Yeah, that'd be funny if it was if it was one of those. Also, Jeff, I'm giving you more ideas. Surely Survivor should lean into this brilliant merchandise opportunity and sell these immunity candles where you too can have your own Survivor immunity idol. Right. And the scent is just... I'd buy the shit out of it. Yeah, what would the scent be? You could have like a, a dirty buff scent. <laughs> there it is. Body odor. Oh, no, it's Fijian Sea. That's what it would smell like. Fijian Sea, yeah. We're not leaving Fiji anytime soon as much as I wish we could. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a merchandising opportunity here. All right, Brandon's going to learn that Sabaya has a candle, reminds him that she still cannot vote. They discuss how, at this point, Sean and Caleb will be voting Emily, but she is still worried. Brandon is nervous, but he knows how good socially he is, so he will pitch to Caleb and Sean and Sabaya that he will be loyal if there is a situation where they have to split up. He is Lulu strong. Brandon knows that he and Emily have to fight, but she has made people angry. So Emily's now going to pitch herself to Sabaya and Sean to solidify trust. She will give Sabaya her shot in the dark so she cannot play it. This was essentially a game-saving move. 
What'd you do this? Um, I I liked it. Uh, I think in Emily's position, I I may have. Um, because she doesn't she has nothing to lose, and it's probably a better payoff to give it you know as a social play than to try and play it with a one in six chance. I mean, it's likely not going to be successful. Right. So, if you're going to have to you know use the shot in the dark some way, I think this was really smart. And again, in a new era where it has been tested, what are the mechanics if you hand someone your shot in the dark? Is it null and can't be used as Emily's personal shot in the dark? Or could Sabaya be like, psych, you're not getting it back and play it as... Right. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I was hoping we'd get some clarification on that. I don't know if Jeff's talking about it on his podcast. If anyone's uh, listening to Jeff's podcast, just let us know because I don't have I'm not gonna take the time to <laughs> I need Sorry. the I need the spark notes. Um but yeah, I think I was another another shot in our question. I was wondering if Brandon would be able to play it and we got the answer on that. Right. So I really need to know the answer on if Sabaya. I mean, I figure Sabaya probably gives it back, but can she keep it? and use it for herself. Emily is at the stage of desperation to buy herself more time to solidify her position instead of treading water. And Caleb is told about Emily giving the shot in the dark. And I couldn't, again, see anything but the sweat on Emily's shirt. Like, the costume <laughs> department, you really did her dirty. Living so rent free. <laughs> Caleb tells her that when they started the momentum of working together, it's been great. He says she's playing it smart and thinks she is listening and thinks that having her as an asset will be a very valuable thing. So now it's time for Caleb to secretly push to save Emily as the other two don't know how deep he has her in his pocket. So Caleb's playing a very good, smart, secret game. Yeah. The fact that he's not exposing that he has this secret relationship with her, like... Dare I say it's cookout level. Yeah. Very smart. Very it smart. Is that, um, and I think it could pay off in dividends. Sabaya tells Sean that she's worried Emily will cut her throat in the middle of the night, but Sean reminds her that they can't win with Brandon. Is someone's word stronger than knowing they're a snake in the grass? Well, Sabaya will flat out ask Emily if she wants to work with them, and she says more than anything. And she will tell Sabaya that she brings a bit of vitality in a way that Brandon doesn't. Ouch. Yeah, I don't know what she meant by that. I think Brandon's got, got the vitality department covered. I agree. Puzzle department. <laughs> Savaya knows that she trusts Brandon and will pitch to Caleb and Sean if they keep Emily, can they win with her? It's not a guarantee, but Caleb says it's a probable loss with Brandon. Now, Savaya says she doesn't have a vote, but she will tell us that Caleb and Sean have come to her and asked who she wants. Do you think she's the kingpin in this trio at the moment, or is that just what the edit wants us to believe? That's a good question. I think... Um... The edit's definitely trying to push that. I personally think Caleb is I agree. in the stronger position and people don't know about his, his relationship with Emily as much. So um, I guess in this perspective, I mean, Sabaya doesn't have a vote either. So is she really right. the kingpin here? And Sabaya with the toothpick, come on, uh, former player vibes. Yeah, very giving Wendell. <laughs> there it is. Lulu is back at Tribal Council on night five. Jeff wants to bring up the previous tribal, and Sabaya will tell Jeff that she thought all the heat was going to get resolved with a snuff, and Jeff was like, does that mean Emily was going home? She says that it either meant it was her or snuff to shut her up. <laughs> Brandon knew it was he and Emily at the bottom and was going to do what he thought what most people were going to do and vote for Emily. Sean shares the tribe dynamic is Sabaya, Caleb, and himself were, as they were told, to go off and talk, and that's where the alliance stands. Now, Jeff is a bit shocked and probably let down as this is clearly a distinction between two people. So 
whatever time to pitch but yeah jeff was saying this like the first one of the first times i'm like jeff this is like so many tribals oh, they're just being more open about it yeah brandon will say that this is his first team as he doesn't play sports so he's not used to losing as he's not used to playing this is the second puzzle he could not do and lost the puzzle at the journey so maybe not his thing you've played sports before gay sports what sports do you play yeah i'm uh do the kick the gay kickball um done it i did it several times in dc and so i, I would have you ever would have to bring this up if i was on survivor you know bring back my, bring up my kickball <laughs> have you ever played with any um survivor players um or played against I, them no no you're, you're half sure. never uh, crossed with carla oh oh blanked on that yeah of course i played with carla <laughs> <laughs> i was like um am i making shit up here i was like you definitely did no, I don't I completely blanked on that. But yeah, Carla was um was in my league, um, played on, on her wife's team too. Love that. Now Brandon, um he's not doing great here, but Sabaya's gonna jump in and say that he told them that the puzzles were his thing, and that's her caveat. She needs him to tell the tribe what he does do and make it be true. <laughs> he maintains that the puzzles he does do, he was just having a bad day or great. Yeah. <laughs> he says that he is loyal and Emily has issues with these people. Caleb says that Brandon's ability to be vulnerable and tell a story is really valuable. He says that Emily was trying to play all 26 days of Survivor in the first weeks, but proposes what does an open mind at least look like. He says it would be taking a chance with Emily or knowing they already have that with Brandon. Sean will say that to Emily's credit, they gave her feedback and Emily has taken it to heart and she is being the sweet Emily they know she is. How are you with taking feedback? I'm pretty open to it. Um, like, I feel like I I might get a little bit offended at first, but, you know, if you're on, if you're on Survivor, I think, you know. You have to be open. You got to take it to heart and at least act like you're, you're believing yeah. it and buying, buying into it. Brandon says it's a gigantic decision, but says he knows there will be a challenge. He knows he can compete physically. He's gotten unlucky. And Jeff thinks... It's funny to him that he pitched himself physical. But Jeff has a story. A story from his past. Back in the day, when he was a kid in junior high, he tried out for the basketball team. He didn't have a left-handed layup, so he didn't make the team. But you know what they asked him to be? A water boy! <laughs> now, I just want to say that as myself, a fiction writer, I turn to you while watching and said Waterboy literally milliseconds before the words came out of Jeff's mouth. You called it. And now I'm not saying that this story isn't true. It's just very convenient. Right. Has Jeff really been sitting on this secret for 45 seasons? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> like I said, I that's what I as a fiction writer would have wrote. I don't think it's true. I'm sorry. It's I, very I, contrived. No, I see what you mean. I I need I need the proof. Give me the photos. There has to oh, be. Oh, there's one gotta be him. photos. We need there has to be. release the photos. Now, is Brandon the water boy? Well, I'm gonna ask. Do you think that he's gonna be gifted a water bottle for the rest of his life? And Brandon, make water bottles, please. There's your merch. No, yeah, you see all these players making merch. I mean, Carson with the pillow. But I still don't have one. I need one. I need a brand, a Brandon water bottle. A water there it bottle. is. Waterboy Brandon. I the you know. 
message him and tell him he can i'll, I'll give him my idea he's more yes yes just give me credit in an instagram post yes yes <laughs> <laughs> emily will make the case that it's not that she can do better it's that she can learn from her mistakes she is learning to tone down the harsh qualities for people that she's living with 24 7 rebuilding trust she will say that to rebuild trust she gave sabaya her shot in the dark and sabaya has allegedly kindly told her that she would give it back after travel council. Is it because it won't matter as you're not coming back after travel? It could be, but to Emily, it's trust. If this is it, Emily will say that it didn't go as expected, but she did learn a lot about herself. She's made friends for life, and she never thought she'd say that after spending five days with strangers. She was told she could be aggressive, and it's muted in her everyday life, as one of her first, believe it or not, is she lives a very normal life, and believe it or not, she has friends. And she will tell Jeff that living all these things in hyperdrive will be a somewhat traumatic experience watching him on TV. Jeff will say he wouldn't doubt she has friends and knows that he thinks that's what's interesting about Survivor is that they aren't your friends as your friends don't always tell you the truth. But if you're out there, they will tell you the truth and you can take them. You can shift how you interact with the world. Did you believe that Emily has friends? I did. Yeah. Maybe I not a lot. No, I mean... She, I think she has a boyfriend too. So, Ooh. she was at well, the. Fuck uh, this! Everyone has a partner. I'm not getting on Survivor anytime. Right? <laughs> Remember back in the day when they wanted everyone to be single, so they go like. Right. Bring back Sam Fuck or whatever. <laughs> um. For Brandon, he will share that this journey started in September 2008, where his sixth grade teacher mentioned Survivor and to be liked. He kissed Aston Watts so he could talk to her and she would like him. He has pictures of himself there since that night. This is everything he is not uh, he is wanted and is he is not this way in the outside and hates the breach that the challenges are outside his realm. If this is it for him, he hopes he learned why he came out there. It's not for the game, it's outside of it. He says he is wildly anxious and his five days have been ruled by his anxiety and neuroses and worrying. But being out on the beach with them is incredible. He will get emotional and say this is the most fun five days he's had. If this is how it ends, he says that he would wait 40 more years to do Survivor 45 with these people. And Jeff reminds that Survivor is a unique experience for every person that plays, but one of those experiences is about to end. I thought this was a nice way to edit it. Um, I don't know if it's now the, the, the thing to do where you ask the multiple people what it yeah. would mean. It does mean a lot you? recently. Oh, um, yeah. But for an editing point, like there was a little bit of hope left for Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I think I turned to you and I said, "This is Brandon's kiss of death." But like Emily did get it too, so like, but but that point, I think the it was the uh, it was you know it was pretty obvious that it was probably going to be Brandon. So I'm glad that they gave him this little you know closing statement. It is time to vote. We will see Sabaya's parchment say that uh, she is not taking possession of the idol, so she cannot vote. And Brandon's parchment saying he cannot vote, so take a seat. Jeff returns with a vote, and by a vote of three to zero, Brandon is voted out, meaning Caleb, Sean, and Emily voted for Brandon. Now, Brandon will ask for hugs as he thanks Jeff for the opportunity to meet these amazing people, play the game, and live his dream. And then his exit line is, this is cool. I think we need more <laughs> exit lines. Come on, Survivor doing the right. Survivor the crossover, yeah, no. Would love more of those. <laughs> Was this the best move for Lulu? Um, I'm so so on it. I think I am too. I think it's the best move for Caleb Sabaya. Um, because I, you know, there's the, there's the whole thing about the intentional Matt Singh being a potential strategy with 
if you're already on the losing tribe, you just want to, you know, get your get down to your core too and be like less threatening to the other tribes. And I think they could very much be on that path. Um, in which case it didn't matter if they got out Emily or Brandon here because they're probably gonna, they could lose again. Um, and who knows? I mean, I don't think they have the strongest floor challenge wise moving forward, but I think they have a, a slightly better chance of winning a challenge. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very so-so on it. it yeah. Way. Cause I mean, on paper, it makes sense to get rid of Brandon because he knew all of Sabaya's secrets. It would be a little more contentious if it was before them to lose again, because it, it Brandon on paper should be the one to go, but he is very good socially that he could have swung enough in one way to vote someone else. So especially if somebody doesn't have her vote still, then exactly. It... So it would have been easier to keep Emily because Emily is completely in the dark on everything. Yeah. But two out of three don't know that Caleb has Emily in his back pocket. So like he really is the kingmaker here. And yeah, I kind of absolutely. love that. Yeah, definitely out of all the people, best for Caleb. Um in a tribe swap situation, I don't know if there will be a tribe swap, but probably better keep Brandon in that situation. There hasn't right. been a tribe swap in the new era yet, which I'm kind of hoping for. I, I miss the tribe swaps, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think if you're operating under the assumption that there's no tribe swap, then getting out Brandon is probably the best move here. Yeah, and you have Sabaya who's like, I don't know if I can trust Emily if we swap, swap, swap. But in Emily's mind, she has to be very careful because if she were to do something and like vote Sabaya out, um Caleb would be pissed so it's very very interesting to see how much of a social move um Caleb has really made here and how Emily has had to give him his, her entire game and I love that this early she's his little pawn <laughs> love it all right I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast are you ready yeah what is Brandon's legacy uh I think it's you know, the super fan, obviously, that had a nice little arc that um, got to live his dream. I mean, he's he's still very satisfied with with how he did. He, he got yeah. got the experience he wanted. So I don't think I mean, despite the amount of hate that like these Redditors and Twitter people are giving him for being, you know, for being a flop. I think you know, I'm, I'm very proud of him uh, for getting to live his dream. And I think he'll be remembered. Overall, pretty positively, it was just like, you know, the excited super fan who got to play a few days. I mean, listen, Jeff likes stories. A good story arc is bring him back in the future and watch him succeed. So y'all can hate him now, but as a reality television character, he's in fabulous position right now. Oh, yeah. Great character. Uh, I think Jeff definitely really likes him and prime second chance material if there is an ever. Absolutely. Um, and you know there are a lot. If it comes down to a voting of a second chance season, he would get the votes. Oh yeah, all of Brandon's best friends will be voting for him. <laughs> Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Ooh, um, I mean, if yeah, I think Caleb. We've talked extensively yeah. about Caleb with the social play. That was great. Um, because yeah, I mean, on the other two tribes, I'm I, no one really stood out. I mean, I guess Drew. Hate to say it. But I think overall, just based on what we saw in the tribal, Caleb was definitely an MVP. I'm going to give it to Emily just because, again, going from an arc of everyone hates you to, oh, my God, you just got True. your ass saved. Fucking amazing gameplay there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I just like story arc and character. Yeah. yeah. Really takes but that. again, she can't have this happen if it had not been for Caleb. 
Um, yeah. So I'm very excited right. to see if we learn how Caleb was able to convince the other two to keep him. Yeah. Who's in danger, girl? <laughs> I mean, Lulu as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Foxy, Emily, but I mean, who knows with with Sabaya? You know, if if they don't get fire, then could be you know Caleb and Emily controlling the vote. Would be interesting. I still think Caleb is probably gonna be more loyal to um Sabaya and Sean. Um, I personally think that the Lulu tribe's gonna lose again, but would love to see blue or red lose. And if that happens, yeah. I think it's gonna be Jake, maybe. Um, on Reba tribe, I don't even think we have seen who who the potential target is. Yeah, so there's again, it's interesting for Lulu, I would say on paper, Emily would be the one to go. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why we're getting so much screen time with her. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Bella was very interesting because the way it's edited, it should be Bruce or Jake. Um, I don't know if I fully believe that, and I do not think they're ready to sacrifice Bruce from the right. show. So I don't think that's going to happen. And you know, um, they love to hype up a woman's alliance only exactly. for it not to pan out. So that could be a red herring. Reba, I'm not so convinced that we won't see them lose soon. And I think Drew could be in terrible danger if if he gets found out soon. Because I yeah. could see him going full panic mode, um, trying to get everyone to be on his side and then um maybe have a little Sarah Lucina moment where everyone's like, wait, uh, go away. We're yeah. we can't all be your number one. Um right. yeah, I think that, that four person alliance is is pretty loose. Like I feel like if it was Sifu or J Mai who are on the outs, we would have right. seen, seen them being a target more. So I think you're right, it could be Drew. Sifu has at least had conversations with people on the edit. I don't think J Mai has had a conversation aside from Drew with the, the, the clue. Yeah. So I could see her going home because if they're going to have to go for a weak person, you it would be yeah, not the uh, J Mai oh. over uh, Tai Chi, man. Yep. So it would be very interesting if that one happens. Yeah. But after two episodes, the winner of the season is. Ooh. Um, I mean, my winner pick going in was Kelly. Um, mm -hmm. and I still feel pretty strongly about that. So, but I, I'm really liking Sabaya too, if she can make it out. Uh Sabaya or Caleb, I think, are strong contenders, especially if you know they have the intentional Matt Singh. I'm going Katora. Um, that she got such fun edit this week. Yeah. Um I, I think she's aware. I think she knows things and I think she'll be able to navigate it. But that female trio on the Blue Tribe, they're strong. They're very yeah, good. I'd love to see them dominate. I would love to see that happen. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah. Um, mainly on mainly on Instagram at Connor Howe, C-O-N-O-R-H-O-W. Why am I blanking on my Twitter handle? <laughs> uh oh yes my twitter handle con d how um i mainly just tweet about survivor big brother so. well thank you for being here and thank you for coming to the show with me it was so much fun yeah hanging out. thank you for having me had a great time at the show and you know i'm glad i picked this episode to come on because it was a great one to talk about